My brothers and sisters in the Lord, today we celebrate Stewardship Sunday. And in order to celebrate Stewardship Sunday properly, we have to have a common understanding of exactly what is stewardship. And for a good working definition, I want to offer you this. Stewardship is the recognition that everything that we have and everything that we are is a gift from God. And that we are called to use those gifts at the service of God and neighbor. To be a steward, my brothers and sisters, is the recognition that we are not the master. To be a steward is the recognition that we understand that we are called to be the servant. We are not the master, we are not the owner. Everything that we have is a gift from the Lord. And it's very interesting as Jesus approaches this in the gospel today. The disciples are walking with Jesus and an argument breaks out amongst them. And they're arguing about who is the greatest. Now, my brothers and sisters, I don't know exactly how they were defining who is the greatest. I mean, were they arguing who's going to be pope or cardinal or a bishop or an archbishop? I have no idea. But there's this argument going on. And Jesus asked them a very pointed question. What were you speaking about on the way? And notice they fall silent. Nobody wants to answer. But Jesus is able to discern hearts because they were arguing about greatness. And Jesus has that famous line, if you wish to be first, you must be last and servant of all. You see, my brothers and sisters, the whole notion of being a good steward is our recognition that we're called not to be the master, but to be the servant, to be the servant of the servants. And in being a servant, my brothers and sisters, we understand that we use all that's been entrusted to us because it doesn't belong to us. It belongs to the master. And the master has given us these gifts, our time, our talent, our treasure, in order to put them to use in the service of others. So I have a little example so that you can visualize exactly what we mean by this concept of stewardship. And specifically, stewardship as a way of life. Normally, I only have props for my school masses during the week. But you have a visual aid today because I love this example. It works well with children, and I find whatever works well with children works even better for adults. It gives you a little visual example of what I'm talking about. Here is this bucket, this very large reddish bucket. It's filled with water. That bucket is you. Okay? You are represented by this bucket. And all of your gifts and all of your talents and all of your abilities and all of your financial resources and everything that God has given to you, all of that stuff is the water in the bucket. And as time goes on, my friends, we have a certain amount of water in our bucket and maybe we do something. Maybe we're working and we get our paycheck, the direct deposit. Or maybe you get that big social security check that comes in the mail or direct deposit, whatever it is. And so we have these little buckets. And these little buckets are filled with water. So let's say you get paid or you get some sort of money in. And so the water flows, what, into your bucket. Because you have more resources than you did before. 
and so your resources begin to increase. And let's say you want to give something from your resources. So you need to give something out of your bucket. So let's say you want to help someone with a project or something. So you take and you take some water out of your bucket, and I'm going to give this to person A over here. And then let's say somebody's getting married. I want to buy them a wedding gift, but you know what? I don't know them that well, but I just got to get them a gift because somebody might talk about me, or whatever the reason is. But I don't want to spend too much money, so I'm going to give them a little bit out of my bucket. So they just get a little out of this bucket here. Not even four ounces. And that's going to be their gift. So things come and go into our bucket. But you see, my brothers and sisters, this representation of the bucket is lacking one thing. This representation is lacking God. Because you see, when we understand that we are good stewards, when we understand that all of this water or all of our resources, our time, our talent, our treasure, it all belongs to God, then as we look at this bucket, there's another thing that comes into play. When I do this with children, I usually do it outside so you can actually see it, but you have the hose. Now, I did debate actually running a hose through the church, but I said it's not a good idea. So you're going to have to play pretend. But this hose is the representation of God because what happens? One of these is attached to a spigot. And then the hose is in the bucket. Now, what does this represent? Well, the hose that's attached to the spigot, that's God. That's the Holy Spirit. And this here is our heart and all of our resources. And when we open ourselves to God and the movement of the Spirit, that spigot is turned on and that water begins to flow into this bucket. And it's amazing how God works. Because when we use our time, our talent, and our treasure for the goodness of the Lord and for the Lord's work and for the Lord's people and for the Lord's church, it seems that that spigot just keeps flowing. That God always finds a way to provide because the water continually goes into the bucket. But then sometimes it seems like the spigot's turned off a little bit. And what was flowing seems like, oh, it's only a little trickle, Lord. It's not as much as it was before. And then we become possessive. And when we become possessive, it's no longer God's money or God's resources, it's mine. Now, how do we represent that? We put a lid on our bucket. That's my bucket. That's my stuff. That's my water. And when the Lord decides to turn that spigot on a little bit stronger, where does the, all the graces go? It flows all over the place, but it's not in the bucket because we closed our heart off to the Lord. And you know, my brothers and sisters, when we open ourselves up to God and those graces flow, I have come to see in my own life and the lives of others, and I truly believe that our bucket will be overflowing. It'll be overflowing with all the things that God desires to bestow upon us so that we can use them for the building of his kingdom. It's beautiful how God works, as long as we do not place the lid on our bucket as long as we don't close off our hearts to God. That, my friends, is the meaning of stewardship. And when we are good stewards of everything that God has given us, then we experience, we experience things in our life that we've never experienced before. One thing we experience, my friends, is, is that we experience this whole sense of great and unending joy. 
true joy because we're using ourselves and our means for God's kingdom and this great joy fills us. It's very interesting in the gospel today. After Jesus says, if you want to be first, you have to be last and you have to be the servant. Then what he does, he uses the image of a child. And he takes the child and says, unless you accept the child, then you will not accept me. And you know, my brothers and sisters, in the Greco-Roman world, children were considered more burden than they were blessing. And it's very unfortunate because things haven't changed much in our society. And so he takes this child and said, if you, you need to receive this child who receives me and receives the one who sent me. And what do children teach us? Children teach us about joy. I read an article this week. Do you know how many times the average child laughs in a day? The average child statistically laughs 400 times a day. You know how many times the average adult laughs? 17. 17 compared to 400. Children teach us about joy. And being the servant of the Lord, being the disciple of the Lord, being a good steward, teaches us about joy and what it means to be joyful. I saw this little cartoon. I'm only going to read you an excerpt, but I'm going to set the picture up for you. There was a mother who was driving her minivan. And she's got this desperate look on her face. She's looking straight ahead. You could see the stress just on her face. She's got her hands locked on the steering wheel, and she's looking straight forward. Behind her are four or five of her kids in the minivan. And as she's driving, this is what the kids are saying. Now, the kids are talking all at the same time. Some of you may have had that experience. But here are some of the things they're saying. Tell Billy to stop waving to the car behind us. Which bag are the lollipops in? Mom, blow your horn so the police car can get out of our way. Janie just dropped the ketchup on the prune juice and the bag's leaking, Mom. Drive faster, we're missing our cartoons, Mom. Stop bouncing in the car, Mom. I can't read the message on the cereal box. It's cold back here, Mom. Why am I sitting on the frozen foods? Who put their fingers on the window? Why don't you turn up the radio, Mom? Why don't you turn off the radio, Mom? Jimmy's opening the cookie bag, Mom. And finally, the most revealing comment. One of the child says, you don't smile very much when you drive, mom. <laughs> My friends, how many times are we like that? It might not be the voices of children that we hear, but we have all the stuff behind us and all the stuff we're dealing with, and we just got our hands locked on the steering wheel. And we're not smiling, we're not joyful. There's nothing worse than a sour saint. There really isn't. Why? Because our bucket's closed. Our heart's closed. And that grace of God, it's not pouring in. Because we're fixated on ourselves and what we need to do and everything else that's around us and we don't pay attention to what God is asking and calling us to do. And so when we are good stewards, we experience this unending joy. We also experience a very real and supernatural faith. Because to be a good steward, you have to trust God. You have to trust that God is going to provide. You have to trust that, that spigot is going to be turned on and that God is going to provide for all of your needs because you're giving to God out of your first fruits and not your leftovers. But there's a sign of faith, a childlike faith, in order to do that. It's like the little story of a mother a few years back that was telling me she had an older child. I believe the child's name was Anne. Anne was about four years old when they had their second baby. 
And after the second baby came, Anne asked the mother and father several, several times that she wanted to be alone with the baby. Now, the parents said they were a little nervous because, you know, sometimes there's civil rivalry and jealousy because a new baby has come. So they weren't quite sure what to do, but they finally gave in and they said that Anne could be alone. So they put the baby in the nursery in the crib and they let Anne go in, a little four-year-old, but they kept the door cracked so they could watch. And so as they watched, Anne walked over to the, to the crib and she looked at the child and she said, baby, and that's what the child said, baby, can you tell me what God's like? I'm beginning to forget. That's faith. That's childlike faith. That's the faith we're called to have. But so many times, my friends, we've cut off our heart to everything that God is asking of us. What's in our bucket? And do we use it for the service of God and for the service of neighbor? As you leave church today, because it is Stewardship Sunday, as you do every year, members of the pastoral council and other volunteers will give you a copy of the annual parish report. We call it the Pastoral Life Report. It has information that would happen in the last fiscal year of the parish, the good news of our parish as we celebrate St. Peniel Parish. And also in here is a copy of the financial statements, our stewardship of treasure. And as I conclude this homily, I conclude, my friends, with a challenge. A challenge for each and every one of us, including myself. And the challenge is this. If you read the financial statement and you read the notes, and if you read my letter in here, you will note that last fiscal year, our average Sunday collection, what we collect on a Sunday, was $40,000 less than the year before. $40,000 less. And so my challenge to you is, in order for us to maintain financial stability, in order for us to continue to fund our ministries and continue to grow our ministries and continue to provide for God's people, my challenge for you is to go in prayer and ask the Lord, what more can I give? Now, I'm not gonna ask you to set a percentage. I'm not gonna ask you to fill out a pledge card because for me, stewardship is not a campaign. It's not a process. It's none of that. Stewardship begins in prayer. It's our prayer before God. What is the Lord asking me to do? What is he asking me to give? What can I give? And is that gift a sacrificial gift? Because maybe my brothers and sisters, we're giving $10 a week and you know what? I can give 15. Maybe we're giving $20 a week and you know what? I can give 40. Maybe we're giving $5 a week, but I can only give seven. That's something we discern with the Lord. But the question is, what can we offer? Or what can we give up? You know, I don't need that $8 Starbucks coffee this week. I can give that to Jesus. I don't need to go out for a meal once a month. I can cut out one of my monthly dining out nights, and I can give that back to the Lord. All of us have something to offer. And we sit in prayer, and we say, Lord, what can we give to you for your glory, for your people? And I say this, my friends, we're all in this together. Because I, as your pastor, will never ask you to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. And so as my part of this stewardship campaign, I have given up my salary for the month of September to give it back to the parish. Each of us has to discern what we can do. I wish I could tell you that by doing that, we just made up for the $40,000. But I didn't leave St. Anne's to come here because of the pay raise. It just doesn't work like that. But all of us can do something. 
And that's what we ask the Lord in our own hearts. What can we do and give to Him? Whatever that might look like, whatever that might be, and however it relates in our own life. Just remember, my brothers and sisters, we are the bucket. God, through the Holy Spirit, pours His grace into our life. But oftentimes, we put the lid on the bucket because we forget that we're the servant, the steward, and we pretend we're the master. And the master only belongs to God himself. Because in the end, my brothers and sisters, all that we have, our time, our talent, our treasure, all of our gifts, our very self, all of that is a gift from God to us. And the way we use those things and enhance them, and they make them work for the glory of God, for His church, and for His people. That's our gift back to God. My friends, may we never make it any less than the perfect gift.